This episode is brought to you by the insurance agent I use for my own business, Doug Lynch, and his broker, Tracy Deerfelt, with the Nationwide Contractors Alliance. In the last year, I got to know Doug and Tracy as they were consulting for me on some questions I had for my own company. And after more than a decade in the business, I can confidently say I didn't even understand half the equation when it comes to general liability insurance. Confident, actually, that very few builders do. I had some big gaps in my understanding and even more in my coverage. Now, this is a risk-heavy business and you can't leave everything you've built. No pun intended to chance. Make sure you have good protection. Make sure you have reliable protection and make sure the agents you work with have your back. Doug and Tracy are by far the best I've found in the business or I wouldn't use them myself. They assessed my particular business, built me a customized plan around it, and now, of course, I sleep better at night as a result. Visit douglaslynch.com and nwcalliance.com to learn more about how insurance and other solutions can really work for builders. We'll start this episode out with a little quiz. So if I say the last name Edelman, you would say the first name as who? If your answer is Julian, the receiver for the New England Patriots, you would be wrong. The answer is actually Dan, Dan Edelman, who is the business development manager for Rockwell and also our guest on today's show. I have been interested in Rockwell for a while, have been studying their product, and am interested enough in it to put the information in front of you all because I think it's at least worth a look or a listen. Um, it is an alternative to the more ubiquitous spray foam and, and other insulation systems that a lot of us use, but I think that it has some merits or perhaps a lot of merits that are worth examining. So uh, we're going to learn a little bit about Rockwell, at least an introduction to it. I encourage those of you who um, I feel like this may resonate with your business or your model to continue to explore it. Dan's a great resource. And while I haven't yet used it in my own builds, it's something that I am hoping to quickly adopt. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Dan, let me introduce the, this topic of Rockwell for a second. You know, I connected with you, I don't know, maybe a month ago. And my, my own research, because I've got a, an angle towards trying to introduce some wellness components into our homes. And uh, um, from the in indoor air quality standpoint, um, Rockwell has been of interest to me. So I've been doing my research and am interested in the product itself. And then got connected to you. And you are the pro, the guy that knows everything about Rockwell, which is why I'm excited to introduce you to our listeners today. I think for for those of us who don't know about Rockwell, probably it's best to just start from the top and let you kind of take it from there, you know, with whatever your sales pitch is or your history or overview that you offer to somebody who has no idea about your product. Let's let's start from there and just just let you take it from the top. 
So basically, you know, Rockwell became a uh, company back in 1937. The current product that we're producing now is basically the same as what we were producing back then. So it's 82 years old currently. And we actually started uh, a new plant in Toronto, Canada. And that production facility uh, was pretty much the only production facility in North America for 11 years. So 1999, we produced a new factory in Western Canada in Grand Forks, British Columbia. Uh, and really, we, we were big into the Canadian market for a long time. Then came 2014, and we opened up a new plant down in Mississippi. That was with a lot of growth in the, in the Northeast portion of the United States, uh, starting in about 2009, going up to about 2014. And now we're actually building another factory in West Virginia, uh, Jefferson County, West Virginia. And that's due to open uh, in uh, quarter three of 2020. So next year, basically about a year from now, that plant will be open. Um, the really big thing about Rockwell and what it's made of really makes all the difference. Uh, what we actually do, we take uh, basalt, which is the entire Earth's crust. So it's the most abundant resource in the world. And that's all your regular gravel and, you know, the gravel that you see everywhere uh, when you're, you know, driving around. Um, and we also take recycled steel slag. So there is a recycled content portion of it, too. Uh, we melt that the rocks down, whip it into fibers at 2,700 degrees Fahrenheit. We then add a, an oil-based binder. And we basically turn it into whatever density and thickness that we're looking for. Um, due to the, just the nature of the product and you brought up, you know, air quality, which is the one thing that really intrigued you about the product. Uh, we do, you know, it is just rock. So there's really no issues with air quality with, with rock. Um, we are Green Guard Gold certified, which means that you could actually leave it exposed, uh, even in a school or a hospital. That's how safe it is and benign it is. Uh, one of the other big features of being made out of rock is the fire resistance of it. Our product will basically be able to get you a one-hour fire rating by reducing the amount of drywall that you need in that particular assembly. So even though the cost might be slightly more than a fiberglass assembly, you're actually able to reduce some of your other building materials in the home. So the melting temperature of our finished product is 2,150 degrees. At that point, again, it's going to melt back into the lava state of it. In comparison with other insulations that are on the market, uh, we have fiberglass, which is around 900 to 1,000 degrees. And at that point, that's that product's going to melt. And then you have a lot of your foams and your plastics, and those are anywhere from 250 degrees to 450 degrees. And a lot of them are highly combustible. Uh, so really just having a safer home, you know, that's better air quality and safer for your family, which will also help you get out of uh, a house fire, um, you know, without the fire spreading too quickly. And then we have water. Uh, our product is also hydrophobic, meaning it's going to shed water very quickly. It's not going to absorb any of the moisture. So especially when you start talking about building in the hot, humid climates, you don't have to worry about mold and mildew growth inside of your wall cavity. Again, nature of rock, 
doesn't get moldy, doesn't get uh, any mildew growth. So that's a really big uh, feature of the product. Yeah. Well, and, and going back to the indoor air quality, so it, are there any tests on it that that kind of shows the indoor air quality in reference to some of the other insulation systems? I mean, I I realize the Green Green Guard Gold Certified is in and of itself um, a huge statement, but I'm I'm curious about uh, tests or comparisons relative to other stuff on the market. Yes, yeah, so the the biggest I guess test that we could do is really the doing like an off gassing test, and that what really we're just looking at you know with our product we don't use any blowing agents in the material. Uh, there also isn't blowing agents in like a cellulose or a fiberglass. So those are also going to be better for indoor air quality. Uh, you know, but now that there's a lot of foams and plastics out there, you know, we need to be more cautious when we're using a lot of those because they are going to be using blowing agents. And the way that blowing agents really work, it's basically like a million tiny air bubbles, but they're not filled with air that we breathe. They're filled with another gas. Uh, and what happens over time is that the foams and the plastics will break down and they'll actually release this blowing agent into the air, which diminishes your indoor air quality. So you're, you're saying that's something that it has a little more of kind of an exponential curve over time? Yeah. So with, uh, with foams, it's going to take anywhere from two years to 20 years to completely off-gas. Uh, one of the other things that happens with off-gassing is also the reduction of our value because now you're refilling these pockets, these air bubbles with just regular air that we're breathing. And with Rockwool, we always have just the air within our product. And so you're going to actually have just air in a rock product. Uh, recently, this guy told me that uh, the off-gassing, off-gas is a chlorine that they, they are now showing um, breaks down some of, like, some of the com- coil and components in the, the MEP system. Have you heard anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've heard some cases of that. Now, one thing I do want to add is uh, open cell spray foam actually doesn't off-gas because all the cells are open already. So it's actually, that's why you have a little lower of an R value also. Um, so you don't have the, the off-gassing portion of that with open cell, uh, but with the, it's really primarily the closed cell. Okay, got it, got it. The open cell does off-gas, but in the first 48 to 72 hours, is that correct? Right, yeah, as it's curing. Yeah, got it, okay. Yeah, so that's more like what you were saying about the, just, I mean, in general, I know that as a society, as a community, we've been trying to reduce the amounts of foams and plastics that we're using. I still remember when I was growing up in the 80s, McDonald's got rid of all their uh, uh, foam containers. And now Dunkin' Donuts is getting rid of their foam containers. And that's not for an off gas. That's more, you know, end of life cycle. You know, when you're done with that cup, what, where, where does that cup go? Just like when you're, you know, a home, when, when, you know, you are taking it down after it's the end of the life, all that foam is going to be basically going into a landfill. Whereas with our product, with being a rock product, it's not going to leach or anything into the ground. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, another question that I wanted to throw out there is going to be front of mind for builders. I'm sure you're used to these questions coming at you, but uh, price is always, always, of course, central for us. So how does, how does Rockwell stack up against some of the competitor products? If you look at, you know, I'm going to say the baseline or the bottom is going to be your fiberglass, your really your code driven products, uh, R13. Uh, so that's going to be your bottom. And then Rockwell, I would probably put between our products, you know, our product typically retail is about 30% higher than like a fiberglass bat, but we're also going to give you all the other, um, characteristics and features of being made out of rock. So you have your fire, your water, and your soundproofing as well. Uh, whereas, you know, fiberglass bat isn't going to really do that. It's also one of the nice things for, for builders is that, you know, and up in the New England market, a lot of the builders that used to use fiberglass and have an installation contractor, you know, really installing this kind of product, um, a lot of the builders are actually finding that rock wool in general is less dusty and itchy and very easy for them just to install on their own. Um, so really, they're starting to, you know, you're purchasing the product at, a, at your local lumberyard, uh, even at some of the box stores, you know, they sell it as well. Uh, and then also insulation distributors. So all those are options. But compared to like a spray foam on price, we're probably about half the price of an open cell and a third of the price of closed cell spray foam. Yeah. And the issue, the sole issue that I'm seeing that needs to be overcome if somebody's going to start utilizing Rockwell is just that because at least in my part of the country, it's not still not that common growing, um, thankfully, but not common. Some of the installers may charge a little bit, bit of a premium while they're getting up that learning curve. So do you have any recommendations on how to help get a team or crew uh, quickly and easily trained so that they can be more effective and efficient? Yes. Yeah, so one thing at Rockwell that we're, just really beginning to do a lot more of within the last couple of years is we're willing to actually go out and work with these crews. So get them more comfortable. You know, there are differences in the way it installs versus like a fiberglass bat. Uh, you do need to cut it around outlet boxes. You can't just stuff it and pull it and tear it. So you are getting a better fit at the end of the day. And we've done some time uh, studies between us and fiberglass. And we're typically about 20% longer in time with the crew that was actually very familiar installing fiberglass, but not at all familiar with installing rock wool. So, you know, that being said, you know, by all means, reach out to myself. If you have any listeners that want to reach out to me as well, you know, I could get you to, you know, whoever your local territory manager is, and they could actually do a uh, full training and install training with you. I want to go back and make sure I'm understanding you though. So that 20% time premium, are you saying that was for a crew that was familiar with, with typical bad insulation, um, was not familiar with Rockwell or is that 20% premium after they already are up that learning curve? So that was, that was, a, uh, we had four contractors 
insulation contractors. And that was actually after, uh, or I'm sorry, that was really, they, they install it very minimally. So I would assume that as soon as, you know, these installers do get more comfortable with using the product, they'll find those, you know, uh, time savings, uh, in the labor for that, for our product. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Um, let's talk performance for a second. You, you've alluded to it a little bit. Um, and this might be a good segue into some of y'all's different products because you have several different lines of products, but can we talk for, uh, a second about the performance of Rockwell as compared to some of these other systems? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll kind of go through all the different, uh, installations so you know you talk about fiberglass and you know you have your r13 bat which is a three and a half inch uh uh bat and then you have you know the r19 which is actually six inches typically so when you're compressing it into a two by six cavity you're actually closer to an r17 or r18 um with rockwool we offer it a three and a half inch bat we have an r15 bat and we also have an R23 bat that's actually five and a half inches. Uh, we do also have an R30 bat insulation that is an R30, R, uh, seven and a quarter inches thick. And, you know, this is kind of a, a brand new product. Uh, I don't think that any of the public knows about this product yet, but we are going to be releasing code driven products as well, really for the price conscious. Uh, people that do want all the features and benefits of Rockwell, uh, without the, the higher R value. And we're going to be coming out with an R13 bat, an R21 bat, and an R38 bat as well with the same thicknesses. And, and then can you talk a little bit about your complementary exterior, uh, continuous external insulation? Yeah. And then we have a board product. To replace like an XPS, EPS, or polyiso board, uh, and that that's about R4 per inch. But the board is actually vapor open, meaning it's going to be able to breathe to the exterior. And you know, versus every other foam out there, maybe except for EPS, is going to be completely vapor tight after an inch thick. Um, so really that helps with the, the drying potential of your wall assembly in all, not just the, you know, not just in the winter months, but in the summer months as well. It's going to dry to the inside of your house. And in the, in the winter or the colder climate, it's going to be able to dry to the exterior of your, of your house. Yeah. So the nice thing is it, it's climate adaptable. Yeah. Actually, one thing that I want to, pick your brain on because you, you are a building science pro on, uh, on the product, but then also just, just in general. So, you know, I've talked a little bit about this before. Uh, if you're comfortable sharing with our listeners, I love to hear like, if you're building your own house right now and obviously using Rockwell products, it, maybe walking us through your ideal wall assembly that you would use if you're building, maybe we, we hit two cli climates, you know, a hot, humid, and then, um and then a, a northerly climate the ideal wall assembly would really uh starting from the inside out and this assembly is going to work from you know austin texas up to saskatchewan canada uh you know starting from the interior 
what I would recommend is just your regular drywall. Or you could do tongue groove. I know shiplap is really big. Uh, so any of that. Then you're going to put our bat insulation in the wall cavity. So your R13, R15, uh, or if it's 2x6, R23. And then you're going to have your sheathing. And that you could uh, use like a zip sheathing. Uh, or on top of that, whatever your sheathing is, you're going to use, you know, a house wrap, a Tyvek, a Tipar. Henry Blue Skin, you know, any of those. The self-adhered, I like better for air sealing, uh, especially when you start looking at high-performance building. You know, that assembly is going to work airtight, vapor open. Then outside of your zip or your Henry Blue Skin or Tyvek or house wrap, you're basically going to put your comfort board, your Rockwool Comfort Board 80. And this, you know, depending on the thickness, how high performance you want to go, you could start at a one and a quarter inch R5, or you could go all the way up to an R12, which is a three inch board. And then from there, after you install that, you put your furring strips up. And that's also going to do a couple things. It's going to help you hang your siding a little easier. Uh, it's also going to open up an air channel behind, between the, the siding and your continuous insulation. And that really helps with just the drying potential of your of your siding and your wall assembly from the inside out. And you could use anything on top of it. Uh, we have tests with deflection testing, uh, you know, compression. You know, if you do over compress the board when you're installing the furring strips, you can back out the screw and it's not going to break or crack like it would with a regular foam board. So that's really the assembly. Uh, that you could use anywhere in the world. All right, Dan, well, being a, a technical interview, I want to keep it short so we don't cause people's heads to spin, but I think this is a really great introduction to the product. One that I'm excited to start implementing into, into our builds. Um, let's make sure people know where to find you. So anybody who wants more information, maybe give us your website, any sort of contact info that you can. Yeah, so my name is Dan Edelman. I'm actually the uh, key account manager for building insulation for the residential uh, market. And if anybody wants, they could give me a call. My number is 484-447-2049 or send me an email at dan.edelman at rockwool.com um, or go see us on the web on our website at www.rockwool.com. Okay. Uh, we also are uh, releasing a new uh, elite builder program that we're going to be starting at IBS. So if any builders are out there that want to come by, I'm going to be there. So feel free to, you know, stop by. I'll gladly give you more information on the program. But really what we're doing is offering, you know, marketing support, technical support, building science support on what you're currently building. And we could, we could uh, really help you out with, uh, you know, how to educate your home buyers so they know that what they're buying is different than some of the other homes in your market. Great. I, I think that'll be really cool if you guys have any information that we can link to on the Elite Builder Program. This episode will probably drop a little bit ahead of the, the Builder Show. So we'll see if we can coincide some of it. Okay. Well, Dan, thanks so much. Great talking to you. And uh, hopefully everybody else is learning as much on this topic as I am. 
Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Jared.